loud. Uh, okay. Nice picture. It wasn't that loud. Eh, it was pretty loud for me. I don't know how to adjust that okay. myself. So whatever. Uh, episode seventy seven. Yeah, I nailed that. I yeah. took like wasted like ten or fifteen minutes of my day <laughs> trying to just get a decent screenshot uh, that didn't stink, and uh, I went with that one. So episode seventy seven, Illini basketball podcast, and uh, we already did the one talking about the Marquette game. Now we do one previewing the Cincinnati game, Hall of Fame classic. Uh, the date today is the 19th. The game's on the 22nd. It's going to be an interesting matchup because, you know, you go into the Marquette game, you're thinking, eh, Marquette's not very good. They're not very good, if we're being honest. Um, they're better than expected for sure. Yeah. But, um, you know, Cincinnati, a little bit of the same thing. I think they're worse, but that's just uh, – what do we know at this point? Statistically, they're worse, right? On paper, they're worse than Marquette. Yeah. Yeah, right. even though I think coming into the season it wasn't that big of a difference, but the, with the way that Marquette's playing, it's gotten a change. So, right. Uh, but before we get into that, a couple other news items. Yeah, uh, Ty Rogers is officially signed with the Illini. So I know that you've been holding your breath for that one. Uh, he better have done it. I mean, where game. else is he going to go? <laughs> exactly. You know, he only had eighty-seven other options. So yeah, well, he chose the right one. He knows it. Yeah, um, he did have, you know, we've talked about him before, 6'6". Six, six, uh, I've seen 175 to 200 pounds. I don't know what he weighs. Don't really care. But uh, small forward. He's originally from uh, Senegal, Michigan. He is now playing, of course, in Illinois. Um, he had interest from a ton of schools, including Michigan State. So big win over Tom Izzo. Um, and Tim Anderson doing work. Um, he's... He's pulled two guys now, Epps and Rogers. So, gotta be excited about that addition. Tom Izzo is last week's news, folks. I think that's <laughs> kind of the uh, the takeaway, you know. Yeah, um, play for Illinois this, now, right? Well, sure, why not? Uh, except for the guys that all always commit and then decommit, and then they come and then they leave because they're terrible, Mark Smith. Um, but yeah. this upcoming recruiting class, the 2022 class, is much better than 2021. I think um, I don't think that's much of a hot take either. I don't, I don't yeah. really think it's close. I, yeah. I mean, I, it depends on what you're looking for, but no, I'm looking for a number basketball players. Wise, it's probably kind of equal, I would say, but the numbers, I mean, it's going to change. I think Ty Rogers will go up more. I think Epps yeah. might go up more. Yeah. Uh, so that's another thing. And also I think there's a little bit um, of a difference between all three players. Like the the guys that came in this season, all the same. They're, they're not that much different, especially yeah. like size, and they can all shoot. And yeah, yeah I, I agree. Know. I agree. Getting a, getting a, a true four, I guess. Um, they they people talk say that he handles the ball well. Um, he's he's a really good passer. Uh, they really talk about his defense um, and, and how when he was playing this summer that he wanted to guard the best player on the other team every time and and usually would. Uh, so, you know, that's what Brad Underwood looks for, right? He, he wants defensive players. Um, Brad uh, referenced him, uh, said he had a Draymond Green type skill set, ability and size. Uh I think that was a little I, I've been seeing people say is that a little dig at Izzo for not getting him you know could be could <laughs> be I mean but I don't really think Izzo cares to be honest but yeah, uh, Izzo will get his players um it does uh I just 
what it does to Illinois' recruiting class. Uh, 247 now has Illinois fourth in the Big Ten. I will take this, yes. Um, I mean, one thing that I like about Ty Rogers, I think he's a guy that will come in and start. Um, Depending on what the team looks like next season, I think this is a guy you can plug in that starts as a freshman, similar to what Adam Miller was when he started. There was a spot there for him to be, and they went with it. And uh, I think that makes a lot of sense here. I think that Ty Rogers is the guy that you could come in and have him start as a freshman. Yeah, definitely could see that. Um, I I did find it funny. Uh, I this is a weird quote, but Brad's full of them. Um, he said, "For lack of a better term, we're sexy again, but we're doing it with the guys who fit us." So. Uh, I did notice uh, somebody posted um, like Illinois numbers through recruits and stuff. And this is only the second year that Illinois had since like 2012. And it's back to back years that they had three top 100 players coming in. So uh, pretty good uh, recruiting by Brad. So we just got two. They had two top 100s the year before. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Rogers said in an interview that uh, his favorite point guard right now is Curbelo. Uh, don't know if he's going to get to play with him, but Curbelo. That was after, after, after Monday, the last game, uh, yeah, he yeah. might. But um, so. yeah, so I it, it moves Illinois up. I think that it sounds like this is going to be the last recruit they really go after, and of course they'll be looking towards the transfer transfer portal next year. Um, maybe get a big or something like that but yeah i think underwood showing that once you're settled in here it's not that hard to recruit to illinois like right not it's not going to be like duke and kentucky and the guys that they get maybe once in a while um yeah. but it's not that hard i mean you have this is number one this is the biggest school basketball school in the state mm-hmm. and it is a place where there's usually a lot of really good players that either play high school here or are from here yeah and he's he's pulling number one players out of different states, you know, like Curbelo is number one in New York. Um, I believe Epps is number one in North Carolina. Sincere is number one in Ohio. And Ty Rogers, of course, was number one in Michigan and now one or two, depending on what you look at in Illinois. So he, he's getting top players out of different states, which is impressive to me. I'm going to see – because the number one dude in Illinois on two four seven is uh, Duke, right? I see. Yeah, yeah. Jaden Shut. Yeah, there's not a big difference. They're both it, four stars. It depends on what you look like. They have two four seven has the one ranking, and then they have the the composite is number the composite, one. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it depends on which one you're looking at. And the compo- the composite shows that AJ Casey doesn't stink as much as the other one. <laughs> which I think he does. So doesn't matter. Who cares hope, about AJ Casey? Hope, hope he has fun wasting his time at Miami. Um, <laughs> yeah, hanging out on the beach. Fan of the new intro. You know, I think the intro stinks, hey, but I thought you. it was good, except for that picture of me. Yeah, I think I think those intros kind of run their course. Maybe we could, I don't know. Maybe we could, uh, you know, pose for one of those next time instead of just. I would think that we would, but then again, it's kind of like a spontaneous thing, and also, you know. Is it really on brand for us to be 100% professional? No, you know? 0%. I it's do like that. Apparently, our comments are working again. Or 
YouTube's working. Came around, so because last time the, the first a few episodes ago when he had all those comments, we didn't see any of those. So right. now they might be working again, but I don't know. Um, do you have anything else from Ty Rogers here? I guess uh, not. No, I think that's pretty pretty much it. I texted you what I think the lineup would be next season. Um, yeah. Assuming that Curbelo returns, which I'm pretty sure, unless he transfers, maybe. I mean, there's a lot of time, but I feel like he's still a three year guy. If yeah. Io is a three year guy, even though Io was only a three year guy because of COVID, if right. Io is a three year guy, Curbelo is probably a three year guy, especially since he hasn't shown that he can shoot outside of 10 feet at this point. Yeah. Which is going to hurt you as a guard. I agree. I especially agree. if you're not an elite defender. Yeah. And he's, I don't, he's not an elite defender at this point. Right. The only thing that he does is dribble, make he, – honestly, I know a lot of people call him the same nickname that they call Javier Baez. Yeah. Uh, and it, they're both pretty one-dimensional. I mean, Baez is a good defender, and he just strikes out a lot. Yeah. But uh, they're very similar in the regard that they're not they, complete they, players. They both swing for the fences. They do very cool <laughs> things at times. Yeah. That's pretty much what they're – and I think that's accurate, even though I think they kind of stole the nickname and just gave it to another guy, but whatever. I mean – you know who stole it, so let's calm down a little bit. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Something to think about. All right. What was your lineup next year? Are you going to tell people or are you just – I already forgot what I wrote. I think it was Curbelo, yep. and then it's either Epps or Goody, depending on how, how good Epps looks coming out. Like if he keeps rising up and looks good, I think he's a guy that could get in there because he's like – he's a lot like um, size-wise from what I've seen. Like he's bigger than Frazier, right? So just like overall, I don't think he's that much taller, but he's like, what I think I, what did I see? 6'2, 200, something like that. Yeah. That's the type of shooting guard you, you had. Him. So this was yours Curbelo, Goody, Rogers, Hawkins, and then a transfer center. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to see. I think I'm thinking that Epps will play over Goody, but we'll see. I can see it. I don't know. I just wonder if we're going to have three freshmen. Four stars come in one year, and are they even going to do anything next next season or this season? I don't know. It depends. Which one of those transfers? Because I guarantee one of them does. The ones right now. Yeah. Uh, I could see Melinda's or Podzimski. Both both of them, honestly. They could both go. We don't even need them. How about that? Oh, all right. right. But uh, (laughs) you know, long way away. We're only uh, three games into the season. Yeah. Oh, a season in which the Big Ten might suck. The Big Ten has sucked. Uh, the Gavit games were brutal. Uh, Big Ten goes two and six. Uh, Michigan State won in blowout fashion, and then Indiana won by two against St. John. St. John's. Yeah. Uh, here's my takeaway. Number one, the Gavit games do not matter at all. Number two, we're going to see if you're a fan of the Big East and yeah, Jesus. Th- and everybody has you underrated and the Big Ten overrated. Well, I think by about February we'll see that the Big Ten's a better conference. Which I don't have. How can anyone take away that the Big East is better than the Big Ten after four days with two games each? I think that you take it away because of what 
the Big Ten's done, and not even in the Gav games. I mean, Maryland loses to George Mason. Uh, are you frozen or broken? You look broken. Uh-oh. Ethan's gone, so I guess it's me. Um, yeah, but uh, Big Ten is seems super overrated right now. Um, he, he's going to come back, so I'll just be here for a second. All right. There he well, is. Just him. Yeah, switch it back. There we go. Okay. All right. Good interview. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know what happened there, but whatever. That's the yeah. tough thing about recording these live is that uh, our file is going to sound all stupid. That's all right. It'll be. I don't know what you heard at the end there. Did I say what? What was I saying? I don't know. You froze. I went and let the dogs in. <laughs> so good time. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. I think what I was saying was. Uh, yeah. I don't know how you can take away the Big East being better than the Big Ten after four days of two games where, number one, the matchups were, I think, good for the Big East. I think looking back on it, the matchups, pretty good. But but you also were the guy that was saying, man, this is going to stink. <laughs> These matchups are terrible. I, I don't think they, the matchups were good to watch. I mean, I on they were all good they were games. Not, Besides Michigan they, State, they were all good games. You got to give it going, that. Yeah, going into it, they weren't matchups where you're like, oh, man, I got to see that. On paper, they weren't. Yeah, they didn't look. And what the hell is up with Rutgers? Jesus. (laughs) I don't know. You can't lose to DePaul. And, like, after you lose to DePaul, I think you have to pull a Chicago State and just quit, right? I feel like that's. Can you explain this to me? Why on earth would Rutgers travel to Chicago when the Big Ten's playing the Big East that has mainly East Coast teams, why do they have to travel to Chicago? Why couldn't they have played somebody around their area? How does that make any sense? Because, yeah, they should have had Illinois play DePaul. Because Rutgers and DePaul are the two worst teams, so they want them to play each other, or what? I mean, yeah. you would think that they would be going for some geographical stuff, which they were. Creighton, Nebraska. Right. I agree. Xavier, I, I thought State. it was weird. I thought it was very weird that that was just like St. John's having to go to Indiana. Yeah. yeah. How about we fix that, Gavit Games people? Yeah, Gavit Games. They basically run the NCAA, don't they? So. Yeah. Um, I did this see that was, was a stupid the, event. The first time in uh, Big Ten history that four ranked teams have lost four days in a row. So. Illinois, Michigan, and then Maryland, who wasn't playing it, like I said earlier, um, they lost to George Mason and then Ohio State last night. So uh, Maryland, Ohio State, out of the top 25 now, obviously. Yeah, Maryland. How many Big East teams East teams move into the top 25? Two. Two. Seton Hall, Marquette, probably. Not Xavier. Maybe them too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I just in my head, I just fixed the geographical issues with the Gavit games. You did easy. Michigan, Marquette, Michigan, Uh Wisconsin. Okay, Seton Hall, Rutgers. Boom. That's uh, New Jersey, right? Uh, DePaul, Illinois. Obviously, free win for the Illini. I would have taken that. (laughs) And then Indiana and St. John's. That's where you run into some issues, I guess. Yeah. I mean, one of the Penn State could play a team out there somewhere. Penn State versus St. John's, and then Indiana 
And uh, Indiana just doesn't play because nobody wants to watch them play. I think they take nobody the wants Purdue, to see Purdue route and Trace Jackson Davis play. do absolutely nothing, and then still have good numbers because he just stands there and does nothing because he's not a good player. I don't know if he's not a good player. He's just completely overrated. I think that's fair <laughs> to say. I don't think that we're properly judging a lot of players and teams this early in the season. And the season's been pretty insane. So I don't think that – I think the overreactions are going to happen, but, man, that's pretty there, strange. There have been some – some what, what's Rostin call them? Buy games? There's been a yes. lot of those. There has so. been, yeah. Especially Georgetown and Dartmouth. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, what I don't understand is the – and obviously Michigan lost to a better team. Seton Hall is better than Marquette, but the reactions are quite interesting to see how people think about Illinois' loss and how people think about Seton Hall's loss. I think it's because Marquette was so poorly ranked going into the game. Nobody thought they were any good. Right. And I'm not trying to justify Illinois losing with or without Kofi. They should have won that game. They're a better team, but – yeah. Can we not? Can we not remember that the literal one of the best players in the sport was not playing for Illinois, who needed him? Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. It makes yeah. no sense. And then yeah, and then Michigan kind of just gets a pass, but getting free passes. Everybody's getting a free pass except. I I do agree that Illinois should, deserves some heat. I think everybody in the Big Ten deserves some heat after some of these performances. But yeah, I think the big thing is the way that Illinois lost, the complete meltdown, and how bad. Corbello was really changed the way that people reacted to it. Yeah. And I don't think it's people out to get Illinois. Like who the hell, why would they be out to get Illinois? I think some people maybe think that Illinois fans specifically mm-hmm. maybe think that like Doster and, you know, Goodman and Rothstein, maybe some of those guys are out to get, well, Rothstein's not out to get anybody, but um, some of those guys may be overly critical of Illinois and biased or whatever. I don't think I see that, but I think that the way that Illinois lost definitely, carried the way that people reacted to it uh and it was probably a little unfair like let's talk about ohio state they played a good xavier team yeah but they should have won that game yeah ohio i think ohio state's gonna have some troubles now that suing's out and yep and now my pick for them to win the conference is pretty much dead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh how about Maryland? I mean, can we talk about Maryland? You talk about overrated. I, I'm glad I jumped off of that wagon before the <laughs> season started. Jesus. Yeah. George it's Mason's better than expected, but wow, Maryland's terrible. Yeah, Illinois better not lose to Maryland this season. I, I can't handle losing detergent. He's not a good coach. His team stinks. <laughs> I, I don't want that to happen, but um, Rutgers embarrassing. They make me look bad. I kind of jumped off of Maryland to kind of hop onto Rutgers and be like, hey, I think Rutgers is still going to be pretty good, yeah. but they have to re- literally rely on two players, and then that's that's it. Yeah, and I, I've never seen Ron Harper Jr. shoot so many threes. Oh, my goodness. And DePaul had, couldn't miss. I thought he had more game than that, but I don't know. Well, I think Rutgers gets kind of out of control and lost on offense when they have to rely on two guys. Yeah. And losing Jacob Young and Miles Johnson and Montez Mathis were huge losses. Three big losses right there. So kind of neutralizes Geo Baker and Ron Harper Jr. coming back because they don't really have much around him. Mulcahy's not going to do anything. Why? He's off-brand Brad Davison. <laughs> He's headband. It's embarrassing. Brad. Yeah, I mean, so you had the Big Ten, also Wisconsin. They stink. Uh, everybody knows that by now. 
So at this point in the Big Ten, who's good? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Purdue, even though they overrated. Yeah. Yeah, we got to see Purdue play somebody. When's when that gonna they, happen? When do they play somebody? Let's find this I'm out. Never. I probably got cupcake schedule all the way through. Florida State, North Carolina tomorrow. Ooh. Florida State, North Carolina. So Their non-conference just... schedule sucks outside of that. And Florida State, I don't think is that good either. Why are they playing like, North look Carolina? At these games. It's uh, Mohegan Sun. Oh, okay. There's a doubleheader tomorrow. I can't remember who the other game is, but it's a big one. Uh, Mohegan Sun action. It's pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, Purdue. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Florida State, their first two Big Ten games are snooze fest. Their non-conference schedule is easy as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Villanova, Tennessee, North Carolina, Purdue tomorrow. Mohegan Sun games. Pretty good games. Um, not as. Did you see that Michigan? Michigan plays UNLV tonight at twelve thirty Eastern. What? Yeah. Unless I read it wrong, I'm pretty sure that's the time. Well, they they must be playing out west. They are, but Jesus, doesn't that seem a little late? At ten thirty their time. Still very late. I I agree. I'm a green. He's a green, everybody. All right. So I'm watching Porter Moser's team right now. Oklahoma, Indiana State. Myrtle Beach Invitational. I mean, neither team is really, you know. How about uh, real quick before we get into Illinois Cincinnati? Uh, yeah. Uh, Clemson completely choking against St. Bonaventure today. Wow. Really? Clemson, I read a tweet. It's very accurate. Clemson is just good enough to not get to not actually go anywhere and for their coach to not be fired because they're just good enough. Like they're four and one now. They were up 16 in the second half. And St. Bonaventure wins. St. Bonaventure is probably the best team in the country right now, I think. So St. Bonaventure's ranked, aren't they? Yeah, and they're gonna be even higher. They're like five and oh. And here's the thing. What do you think happens when you return all five starters who were already all juniors from last season who made the tournament? I feel like that's going to be a very dangerous team. Yeah, so and Illinois they all get to return next year too. I don't know how that works. <laughs> okay. All right, Illinois-Cincinnati Hall of Fame Classic. It's on Monday. I believe we're doing a watch party for this one, I think. Yes, um, watch party confirmed. 5.30 Central? Yeah. yeah. ESPN News. Uh, Cincinnati is... Off-brand ESPN. 4-0. They beat, and I'm going to go with the Ken Palm rankings, they beat number 193 Evansville, number 166 Georgia, number 329 Alabama A&M, number 274 Presbyterian. So I think it's fair to say that they have not been tested at all. Uh, but does that matter? Because Marquette... Were they tested before the Illinois game? Uh, no. No. And I think New Hampshire is a little better than we probably thought because they only beat New Hampshire by five. We kind of made a big deal out of that. But I think they are slightly, you know, like they're, 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 the rankings they don't look better good. than Cincinnati. Um, New Hampshire, no. <laughs> okay. But they hang, they hung around Marquette and Providence. So that's yeah. something, something to hang their hat on, right? Uh, so this is the first season for Wes Miller. 
at Cincinnati. He came over from UNCG. I was on record many times saying North Carolina should hire Wes Miller. I think he's a very good coach, uh, but it's a little bit of a different transition now into the uh, what the hell conference American conference, I guess they're in. So yeah. um, there's some, some legit teams in the American this year, Memphis and Houston. Right, I guess Memphis. I yeah. one of my big problems with Memphis, Memphis other than putting up some points. Yeah, they're good. Obviously, they have a ton of talent, but just I cannot watch a game on that court. That court <laughs> is so bad. Yeah, I cannot it, believe that that's real. Rough. Oregon's court sucks too. I love Oregon. Love watching them. I know they got destroyed by BYU, but their court, Jesus, <laughs> not good. But um, so they're four zero. No test yet. They're number ninety seven on Ken Palm. They're uh, ranked 130th offensively, number 67 defensively on Ken Palm, uh, comparatively with Illinois on Ken Palm, Illinois number six, number 23, number one still defensively. So uh, those numbers are interesting. I think Haslametrics is a little bit more reactionary and doesn't take into account maybe uh, some things that Ken Palm does because there's a huge difference between Illinois on there and and here right now. But um on Haslametrics, Cincinnati's number 103 overall. They're 146 def- uh, offensively and 64 defensively. And Illinois is 20th overall on Haslametrics, 37th on offense, 5th on defense. So Cincinnati's a typical, we don't have a ton of offensive talent and a ton of talent, so we're just going to be really gritty and tough defensively. Kind of similar to Marquette in that regard, I think. Uh, but here's where something could hurt Illinois, which it has already. <laughs> which is yeah. uh, turnover percentage. Cincinnati is number 16 in turnover percentage. Illinois is number 337. Uh, Illinois is turning it over 26.2%. Cincinnati, 13.3%. That's insane. That means they're turning it over yeah. once every four times they come down the court. Small sample size, but yes. <laughs> well, I guess when you have 26, it kind of... <laughs> it does inflate the number a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. excuse the number. <laughs> But uh, that is Illinois is, uh, you know, not the best at protecting the basketball. So they're number 337 out of 358 in turnover percentage. That can't be good. So that's pretty bad. I mean, that is, yeah, I don't don't know how big, maybe if they don't turn the ball over very much next time that uh, that it'll help them. But yeah, man, I mean, uh, 20, 26, I, I get why it's like that. Yeah, uh, no doubt. So their projected lineup, uh, David DeJulius, who some people might know, transferred from Michigan, senior, 11 points, three rebounds, three assists, six foot, 190. That looks like a uh, probably a Curbelo matchup, I would think. Um and it's a you know former Big Ten guard veteran probably will get Carmelo to turn it over a few times if I had to guess. Yes. Uh, Mika Adams Woods, sweet name, mm-hmm. while still confusing. Seven points, three rebounds, four assists, six three one eighty five junior. Jeremiah Davenport, who's probably their best player, twelve points, five rebounds, six seven two ten junior. And then the front court, John Newman the third, and uh, he is six points. Three rebounds, two assists, uh, six five two hundred five transfer from Clemson. He is a senior. As I forgot to put the predictions thing in here, so I'm just gonna do that. Totally wing it. Um, <laughs> and then their center is Abdul Adu, who has quite the challenge 
with Kofi returning two points, three rebounds. I think he'll have some help off the bench. 6'11", 255 senior from Mississippi State. So they're probably thinking, hey, 6'11", 255, he can handle it until he has a seven foot 290 center yeah. on him. So not, I mean, one significant thing, I know they blew out, well, they didn't really blow them out, but they beat Presbyterian pretty easily. Uh, they had six players off the bench play more than 10 minutes. So they're going to have a deep rotation, which most teams like this do. And if Illinois can't beat Marquette, who was mind-numbingly terrible for the most part offensively, then they better not turn the ball over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, the Davenport matchup is going to be interesting. See who guards him. Um, yeah, I would think uh, uh, Grandison, right? I mean, I would think, and then you you throw what? Well, I mean, yeah, maybe Hawkins on Davenport. I, I yeah. Don't know. And then you throw Hawkins. So those two are interchangeable. I don't know. Um, yeah. But, yeah. You want to talk about – you can complain about free throw discrepancy all you want. The free throw discrepancy in Rutgers to Paul was one of the most ridiculous I've ever seen. What would you say it was? Like 30 31 to 6. That's 31 crazy. to 6. That is so bad. And DePaul won the game by, what, three points, five yeah. points? Yeah, that's that's embarrassingly bad, but – uh, hopefully that doesn't happen to Illinois in this game. That would be that would be pretty cool, in my opinion. Uh, so <laughs> what's your prediction? Uh, I'm gonna take Illinois winning 78 to 64. Uh Kofi's back. Don't think it's I think Illinois is gonna be all right win this without anybody having to yell at the screen or throw something. Yeah, you convinced me. You probably uh, will so- yell, but 76-60 is going to be the final. Uh, I don't know how much offense Cincinnati's going to have outside of Davenport yeah. and DeJulius probably. Um, maybe maybe you see Frazier guarding DeJulius because he seems like you know their main scorer as yeah. a guard other than Davenport, which Davenport 6-7 is really a guard. Uh, it's listed as a guard, but <laughs> right. I don't know if I'd say that. But, um, yeah, this is going to be another situation where you're playing a team with a coach who just got there and – He's going to want to make a big impression. Yeah, Their first well, four games were I'm terrible. Illinois wants to make a bigger impression after that. Beat down. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they didn't even it, – well, it helps, number one, it's a neutral site. Uh-huh. You would think there will be more Illinois fans than Cincinnati fans, you would think? I would guess. I, I think Illinois is going to show up to this. Um, yeah, it's a five-hour drive or whatever from – Central and does anybody really care about Cincinnati basketball? I mean, let's be honest. They're a football school now, right? Which at football, they're completely overrated too. So you got Whoa. that. Maybe they should not let Tulsa and Tulane hang around with them. And I would respect <laughs> I them a little bit more. I agree. So anybody who thinks Cincinnati would have a chance against Alabama in 100 games is a clown because <laughs> Alabama would go 100 no. But uh, that's a, another story for another day, I guess. Sure. Uh, you so about that on your Wednesday podcast, if I have time, right? Um, so who, are you are you guaranteeing that Illinois plays Arkansas Tuesday? Uh, Arkansas's got to get past old Bruce Weber. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the Hasler or the Ken Palm numbers for those that game. What Arkansas was in a. Was in a tough game. Uh, Were they not? Or am I crazy? Arkansas beat Northern Iowa by 13. 
Arkansas scores a lot. They've won every game by double digits. Okay. They've scored a hundred. 179 points the last two games, Arkansas. So, Musselman's got them going. Uh, so, that's Arkansas's 22nd on Ken Palm. It's Kansas State's 85th. Kansas State is uh, 2-0. and Yeah. So, they're projected to, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Illinois is going to play whoever wins that other game. Let's just say that. Mark I'm Smith. Not watching, I'm not watching Illinois play on ESPN news twice. Okay. How about the fact that Mark Smith has like not been terrible for, for Bruce Weber and he's not been completely inefficient. Like he usually is. How about that? Really? Yeah. He had uh well, 12 points. Fam you and Omaha. So yeah, well, 12 points in the first it's a step in the right direction. Cause he's pretty much a D three player, but uh, <laughs> he, he 12 points, four of 10 shooting in the first game and then 11 points, four or five shooting in the second game. How about that? course let's, what the hell is going on with the free throw line six for ten what the hell is why don't that? you predict why, why don't we predict the arkansas k-state score i'll say arkansas 110 kansas state 39 that would be my <laughs> guess mark smith six points uh three of 32 shooting and bruce weber gets ejected with 10 minutes to go in the second half okay i like there it. you go so arkansas illinois tuesday we need could be Arkansas, Cincinnati. If it is, then this podcast might cease to exist. Um, so, yeah. And then I guess we'll do a quick, you know, check on the upcoming scenarios for Illinois. Not going to look ahead too far, but, you know, after this, you know, they'll play uh, University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley, right? Yeah. Uh, that'll be an interesting game because uh, that's three games in one week. 22nd, 23rd, 26th they'll play. And they got on, Notre Dame uh, on the 29th. Plus. What's that on? It very well could be. Um, and Big Ten Plus sucks because not only do they make people pay for it, not me, but they make people pay for it, <laughs> and then the, it freezes in the middle of the game for like 10 minutes. Yes. That can't happen. Uh, that game is on Big Ten Plus, so sweet. Thanks, guys. Uh, you know, <laughs> Illinois is not a bottom feeder in the Big Ten, but they're treated as such apparently because they got to play on goddamn ESPN News and Big Ten Plus more than once. Correct. But Notre Dame's ESPN2, Rutgers is somehow ESPN2. They might change that when they say, oh, my God, Rutgers stinks. But uh, there you go. And the next time that Illinois – I mean, that's their last streaming game of the year because the rest of the season is going to be Big Ten Network, FS1. They're going to be on FS1 a lot and uh, go from there. So they'll finish out this month. And one thing to think about, mm-hmm. they play Arizona on Fox December 11th. Arizona is pretty good. And there's a lot of buzz around Arizona right now, so watch out. The game sold out, though. And they don't have a sweaty loser on the sideline anymore as their head coach. So that's another thing to factor here. True. So need a little revenge spot because they lost to him a couple years ago. And, you know, other things of Sean Miller, that whole thing. But um, mm. all right, episode 78 will be uh, here Monday night or Tuesday. I don't know. Uh we're going to have to get ready for Arkansas or Kansas State. Well, that's it. maybe Tuesday morning. I don't know. Yeah, it's whatever at this point. I don't really care either way, to be honest. I mean, we're not going to be able to do it after the game. Yeah, that'll be too much too much of a workload for, for this show. Well, I was just worried about having eight lattes during the first I, game. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, we'll figure it out. And uh, hopefully Watch party Monday, 530. Be there. 
Nick, be there. Yeah, we'll be live at 5.15. Okay, bye.